Good evening, everyone. It's uh, Jason Powers. So, outside again. So, we'll. Uh, I uh, had to delete something earlier, so here it goes again. Hopefully, my uh, voice will hold up. I'm having some issues. So, <clears throat> this is an important podcast, I think, or it can be. Uh, it revolves around the address 399 Park Avenue, Floor 2, in New York, New York. It's basically Midtown uh, Manhattan. So, we're going to discuss two entities, uh, Star Companies, spelt with two R's. It's an insurance uh, outlet. And the other one is First Wall Street uh, Capital um, International. At least that's the formal name, but it's called First Wall Street. <clears throat> so, the reason why these two entities are so important is because they're both connected to, well, they're connected to the Bidens, they're connected to Ukraine, and they're connected to China. All in, all in one fell swoop. So it's a nexus uh, for all this stuff that's going on, which is highly important. So with that said, we'll continue. Because, um, of course, as soon as I start, I get out here, someone's driving up. So First Wall Street Capital, as we've discussed, has two major, well, has actually three major uh, people on their board. First of all, the CEO of the place is called is, uh, Glenn Miles. And um, his connection, of course, is he runs the operation. Uh, the next one is the senior advisors, R. James Woolsey, who is the former director of the CIA uh, back in the Clinton administration. But he's a neocon, just so we get his political affiliations clear, so that explains why he's important. The other one is uh, Eugene Sullivan, who's important because he was uh, uh, meeting with... Uh, uh, Hunter Biden back in 2016 regarding uh, uh, Louis, Louis Freed, who is former director of the FBI, and these uh, they had a meeting, and a hundred thousand dollars eventually wound up in a trust uh, for the Bidens, uh, crazy people. So, <clears throat> anyways, going on from there, Woolsey and Glenn Miles are part of a board. Um, it was a Velta, I think it is. I'm right off the top of my head. I just stumbled across this. It's a Ukrainian company. It's a Ukrainian. They were added to the board back in late uh, <clears throat> late July of 2019. I think it was July 31st, which is six days after uh, the perfect phone call by Trump. But what's interesting is that these two are added to this board. It's a titanium manufacturer, or titanium, so they source titanium, and then they, you know, obviously titanium is a very important element in aircraft design and other uh, high-end and very uh, specific uh, um, engineering uh, uh, materials that you would need because of its lightness and dur obviously its uh, enormous strength. So. Very important industry. So they're attached to this company, and uh, they made a holding company in the United States. So I assume they've transferred all the material assets, and when I say material, the assets of the situation to uh, backwards to them. So anyways, I got interrupted again. So it, it's very, uh, very telling that these two uh, characters are there. Of course, we know all about Ukraine and the Hunter Biden going back five years. So that's part one of this. 
the other part is star companies so <clears throat> there's a guy there by Eck his name is X Rick new he's a Chinese uh, he's a member of the committee of 100 in the United States and he's also a, a Chinese operative uh, for uh, chairman Yi Jiang uh, Min who's the sorry I'm got just got done eating uh, so chairman G Yi Jai Min, who's the guy who represented uh, CEFC, which is an energy conglomerate uh, that was uh, <clears throat> working to secure Hunter Biden and his uh, junior partners like Tony Bobolinsky, Rob Walker, uh, James Gilliard, who's a Ukrainian special forces guy, I guess. And so Tony is also a Navy guy. So these guys are all throwing in with the Chinese. Um, Rick is very important, very important, because he was the guy who put together, uh, he, he goes over overseas, he talks with Chairman Yi, he uh, runs this operation, uh, investment, it's an investment operation for uh, Star Company. And why is that important? Uh, well, Star Company is run by Maurice Greenberg, the former head of AIG. That's where Rick knows him from, of course. Uh, if you look into the Star Company uh, Rolodex or the background or all the top people, they're all former AIG employees. And what do we know about AIG? Well, they were they were the they got bailed out by the government for I think it's like 180 billion dollars back in uh, September of 2008. And so later, obviously, they were the top insurer. They were the ones that got caught sideways on a bunch of credit default swaps uh, kicked off by I think the actually I think it was tied to the London office because they had a, a clown over there that was running it so uh, ex Rick New worked there for 8 years from 1999 to 2007 don't know what he handled don't really care but the thing is is uh, uh, Greenberg and him are very, I mean, obviously very close. And uh, Greenberg is also tied to the Rockefellers. He's tied to a, a Chinese foundation, U.S.-China collaboration. So this is all very out in the open, of course. You know, they're very open about their situation. And they're sharing the same office space with, like I said, a financier. And the reason why it's so important is because, as I noticed and mentioned, and I've uh, found detailing on all the LNG projects I got uh, was uh, a major LNG project was handled by Magnolia, uh, handled by First Wall Street. They uh, they pulled the financing or refused to find uh, uh, confirm the deal with uh, LNG Limited and a Singapore outfit. Instead, handed it over to. Uh, 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 Glen Farm Group, which is an uh, Australian uh, guy uh, who really has no business holding this, but they picked him, and all the people that were involved in it uh, uh, were tied to uh, back to Hunter Biden. A guy named Bill Miller, who was actually working two angles. <laughs> he was working on a, a deal tied to Ukraine regarding the idea of uh, put it pushing LNG through Poland into Ukraine. So Bill Miller knows Hunter from way back when, 
uh, A, because he uh, was emailing Hunter, or his email, let's just say this, he didn't directly email Hunter, so we can clarify something here, but his email, he had a huge email chain tied to a China deal, tied to Fosun, tied back to one of Hunter's uh, buddies in Washington, D.C., uh, Hunter Johnston, whose uh, father is Bennett Johnson, the former United States Senator from Louisiana. But, of course, uh, <laughs> Bill Miller's from Louisiana. And Hunter, knows, uh, Hunter obviously probably remembers that because he did respond to uh, Hunter Johnston of Steptoe and Johnson. And if you, uh, a different Johnson, not Johnston, is Johnson, so it's a different partner name. And his, his daddy still works at uh, Steptoe and Johnson. Bennett does. He's like 90 years old. You got all these old SOBs. And believe me, they're all old. So uh, Maurice Greenberg, he's up in, he's probably in his 90s. You got, uh, you know, Bennett. All these guys who don't retire. R. James Woolsey, he's 80 years old. Same age as Biden. All these old son of a bitches are involved in this stuff. Deeper, I mean, we, we all know about the Kissingers and the Klaus Schwabs and all this other shit. But these guys are old too. <laughs> and they're at the helm of these uh, private entities that there's very little transparency on. And then they're involved in uh, these councils. So <clears throat> we're... Uh, get back to first uh first wall street so they're a member of the uh ukraine u.s council so they're you know they're having their little meetings and powwows down in washington dc which is where of course uh hunter used to spend all his uh hours uh doing his little dealings back in the day with ukraine and whatnot and uh hiring uh boys uh <laughs> so he was the one who kicked off the idea of hiring uh, Boyce, uh, Schiller, and Flexner law firm. Uh, represented, uh, well, he hired specifically Heather King to handle uh, the situation out in Ukraine. Um, and why is that important? Well, Boyce uh, handled a huge case involving AIG. And so we know AIG is represented by Morris Greenberg and ETL that I just mentioned. So these people are all... This is a massive network of uh, people who are uh, manipulating your foreign policy. Obviously, there's a neocon element to it because I just mentioned it with Woolsey. And, of course, we know about Victoria Newland. I don't know what her connection is, but we know she has a deep-seated hatred for the Russians. And these people are going to destroy this entire world through their stupidity because they got a crackhead. We have a crackhead named Hunter Biden who everywhere he goes shit gets, gets sideways and so you have these two entities located at this on the same floor in downtown and oh by the way this is all located in the southern district in new york just so you know so there's a reason why all the cases and all the intrigue is coming out of southern district new york anytime you look up southern district new york you know whether attacking trump which is a retaliatory measure by the way we know that uh, this is a per this is very 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 personal, beyond a level that we probably have ever experienced in our politics. 
and it's dangerous because it's dangerous to all of us. Because these people are, are I, they're hell-bent on destructing everything. And I don't know all the motivations behind it, but certainly uh, uh, there's a substantial amount of, uh, I would say, uh, leverage being placed upon certain people. I mean, Hunter, I don't know what he got where his, I mean, he, he was given millions of dollars. Uh, I'm sure the Chinese want their, uh, want what they want from those dealings. And getting back to specifics, this Rick X New who works at Star Companies and was emailing uh, about a, a project. It's called Project White Light. That's, that was in the emails. It was a 240-page document. So not insubstantial. We're not talking something flimsy. We're not talking about a simple business plan. We're talking about a massive agenda. And that massive agenda uh, had to do with the Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, obviously, we, we heard about the arrest of Patrick Ho and the disappearance of Chairman Yi. So obviously, there was some uh, 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 intrigue uh, besides Patrick Ho, who was uh, his, his dealings was tied to the DOJ and, of course, uh, being arrested by the FBI and his dealings evidently that had taken place in the prior administration because this was an arrest in 2017 but Patrick Ho was doing shit in uh, during the Obama administration that the FBI uh, decided to do something about and maybe then the, there was a you know obviously with Trump being in office people will say oh he was retaliating against the Bidens and, and whatnot well yeah because there was probably a substantial amount of evidence that they already had uh, apparently uh, tied to all these deals that the Bidens were doing across the globe, including Ukraine and obviously uh, regards to China. Now, who was driving those uh, arrests? And, of course, they uh, convicted Patrick Ho. I think he's he's out of this country by now. I think he, he got his uh, sentence. And, of course, Devin Archer was arrested and convicted in the Southern District of New York. So you get this, uh, you get this whole drama that's happening there and so now that biden's in office he's using the doj to retaliate against trump of course to you know whether it be the records thing uh dc does not like to lose well i'm going to um, say something very un-american but they are going to lose this time we do know this don't we because they're going to destruct probably the greater portion of our economy in order to in order to drive home the point that they're in charge and they don't care who they stamp on in the process and i that's just my that's just my opinion but it certainly uh, stands the reason that they seem to be uncaring and unfeeling about who they hurt in the process because uh, they're willing to go to any level to do it and we know about hunter and uh, his connections I've mentioned it before with this LNG deal, uh, LNG deals. It turns out, though, there may also be a third deal that he's involved with um, that's, uh, that's handled by uh, First Wall Street uh, because in their little uh, uh, talking about what they're involved in, whether it be energy, uh, energy projects or infrastructure projects, whether it be overseas or locally, one of them uh, actually says uh, 12, uh, 12 billion dollars and there's a Chinese component to it. And sure enough, if you go back through Hunter's little laptop, he was uh, he was pitched or him and uh, James were pitched this by a guy named Bob uh, 
Bennett, I think his name, Tennant. He's a Louisiana lawyer, again, Louisiana. Uh, Hunter used a, a various a slew of Louisiana lawyers. It was all tied to LNG. Uh, when I say a slew of them, there was at least there's at least four four that I know of directly, and there may be a couple more in there too that are maybe not Louisiana, but they understand Louisiana. Anyways, the point is, is uh, they were pitching this LNG. Uh, a company, they said that they could uh, do the manufacturing or the the construction on this project. It was, and they had the exact same dollar amount, twelve billion dollars. But more importantly, more importantly, they said that that they would have fifty, they would secure fifty percent ownership. I want to link all the stuff I found on this in this podcast, so. I, if you have any doubt about what I'm saying, you can go look at the links and, and click on the evidence. Please do. I want you to. I want you to get this out there because it's, I don't know. I, we have to stop these people. They are going to destruct the United States of America solely. I don't know whether they, what, you know, you know, I, I'm under the, under the, I'm under the hypothesis that they're being intentionally doing this because they have no choice. I think they're being blackmailed, obviously, with uh, China, uh, Xi, because they, because Hunter has, you know, so much, just what we know of in terms of what I've seen, and there's imagery and and dealings. You know, I'm more worried about the money, and I'm more worried about his ownership or any any stake he's holding or anybody who's holding our energy policy blackmail uh, against the against us. Because that, that is a national security interest. It's such a national security interest. It's it's a it's it can be a very much an existential threat. So you we're talking about people that are committing treason against our country, and we have nobody in Congress that it, it seems to have any inkling or desire to to fix this. And it gets deeper, by the way. Just. I found a, a connection to a guy named um, Matthew Murray. So he got appointed to this Ukrainian board for this uh, titanium country, uh, con- company. And he just did a little thing at AEI, so the American Enterprise Institute. With a, He was sitting there with a Ukrainian gal and uh, former Senator Rob Portman. So they're talking about Ukraine and development and how much money they're going to uh, pump into Ukraine. Billions. Like, we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars, according to their estimates. We are in no condition. We are literally throwing our country away to salvage Ukraine, which tells you that they must have something. They must be holding something fierce over the Bidens to, to, keep, him in, keep, uh, to keep them in the camp that they are. Granted, the Bidens are just crazy. I mean, we do know that they blew up the, uh, the, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. That's an act of war, by the way. If the Russians really, really, really want to go, that, go to the level that they want to, uh, well, I don't know. You want to you end humanity? I guess you could go ahead and do that if you want. I guess you'd be crazy enough. I'm not saying that they would, but, you know, <laughs> cooler heads have, are not prevailing. We, we're stuck in a quagmire that if, if it keeps on escalating, we're talking about, what, half a million, million casualties already there? We don't know. None of us really know because our media is not going to tell you anything. It's not coming out. And, you know, <clears throat> you have this whole group of 
idiots that wanted to hustle. And now this is all about finance and money. War is a racket. And war is a financial racket. And people are putting their chips behind whatever uh, group or concept that we want to. We, we actually seized Russian assets. And so that's the reason why you're hearing about the, the BRICS monetary system, which is rapidly accelerating. Uh, world current uh, when we uh, no longer the the majority of the world's uh, uh, reserve current currency, and right now I think uh, I think it's like we're in the fi- uh, about fifty uh, we're about fifty percent or fifty seven percent sorry of uh, of the overall uh, holdings of of uh, countries around the world in terms of their uh, currency, but everybody's de-dollarizing. Well, you know, once those once those dollars make their way back home, and we're we're going to be caught holding this uh, a massive bag of excrement, and you know, all hell is going to break loose. Especially if if the Saudis decide to literally slit our throat and say, "Okay, we're not going to do any more trading in oil uh, in uh, U.S. dollars." So, what I'm getting at is this whole nexus of uh, power that's located at this particular building and it, and and there were other dealings done out of this building because it happens to be there's obviously there's multi it's a huge you know high rise i don't know how many floors i know it's at least 40 to 50 floors something along that lines because there's been other instances uh tied to devon archer uh there was a bank transfer out of there uh through morgan stanley's uh, wealth and wealth management uh, I, it was literally a uh, wire transaction to China. And I don't know if, you know, that was a long time ago, by the way. But it shows that, you know, the familiarity with this address and the familiarity with the people that are working there. Um, when Hunter shows up in New York City, he's not going there for his art piece. The art is a cover. It's a front. It's a front. This George's uh, art gallery that's located about... Uh, probably two miles from this place. It doesn't really matter. All the major contacts that, uh, were are regarding uh, <clears throat> Glen Farn Group, uh, Natixis. This is a financier for Glen Farn. Uh, all the all the usual suspects. It's New York City. You know, it, it's 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 a it's a one stop shop. You know, if you have to do business with dozens. And and by the way, you know, all the emails. There's lots of references to New York City. This is going back, you know, to 2010 with him, with Australia and, and all kinds of entities. So, yeah, it's it's basically his, uh, uh, I guess you call it, center of operations. Um, yeah. It's amazing when I found how much of a connection was going on at this particular location. Because you got all this going on on the same floor. Uh, yeah, you have an insurance company, or basically an insurance company, yeah, Star Insurance, uh, that's under the radar, run by a former, the former head of AIG. You got a, uh, a capital management company, which is, you know, a front within uh, the former uh, director of the CIA, a neocon, that's connected to Ukraine. So it all fits. And you have one of the main actors at Star Company who's, who's, uh, passing uh, Project White Light through there uh, for Hunter. And uh, that was uh, the main emphasis of this deal. It was called a a joint venture that they had worked up 
and involved all the hunters uh, um, subordinates at least of what he would think as his subordinates uh, in terms of this whole entire situation um, because that's how I got to meet um, Jikey Bao and Mervin uh, Mervin Yan and uh, Kevin uh, I can't remember his name, Gongwen Dong or whatever. I don't know what his... <laughs> I, I can't remember all these names off the top of my head, at least in the Chinese sense. So it's it's very compelling uh, in terms of understanding what's going on in our current situation and how it's escalating and how you have uh, other people that they, they just don't get it. I mean... They they are hell bent on this this path of destruction against the the uh, uh, the USSR, and it, they don't have control over this. We know that, and if if uh, you don't know when somebody's going to and and of course now they've extend they're going to extend this uh, situation uh, points of conflicts. This is a this has been our U.S. Uh, policy strategy is to start hot spots surrounding. Uh, Russia or any place, you know, multiple uh, hot spots with what Sudan recently, obviously there was a thing in Poland, uh, matter of fact, it was regarding the Russian embassy there and they, they had, there's a uh, escalation there of animosity. This can get very ugly very quick because there's nobody, there's no adults in the room. I'm not, I'm not supporting Russia. I'm just saying that, you know, <laughs> You don't know what kind. Of, you don't know what pressure he's. Uh, when you pressure a guy who has been running that country for twenty some odd years, and he's up in age, Putin is, and he is considered a moderate by you know ostensibly the standards of uh, many of there, and obviously he's under pressure from the oligarchs that he's uh, had uh, that have <laughs> disappeared, died. Uh, Recently, I think in the past was it last year or so, something like four or five of them have gone bye bye. So, when you have that kind of stuff going on, there's no telling. Now, of course, you know we we Americans say regime change. We want regime change. Uh, be careful what you wish for, because the next person might be a hell of a lot worse, not only to his people. Which, of course, you know, there's people over here who, you know, if you're Ukrainian, you're like, yeah, I want to see those people suffer. This is what it, this is what happens when you have this tit for tat situation. It just escalates into whole kinds of chaos. This is like a personal vendetta with people, you know, where you have you know a marriage that dissolves, and then both parties just have at each other. And of course, the courts and you know this is just a, a rough analogy. Uh, they can't they can't decipher who's doing what to whom. In the same way with the international community, we don't have a we don't have a grasp on what's being done by who and when it was done because from 2014 to 2022 there's a substantial amount of evidence that the uh, those uh, those eastern speaking uh, uh, regions were getting uh, substantial casualties uh, inflicted on them by a uh, very uh, <laughs> very uh, malevolent force in the Ukrainians this is going back, you know, the, this goes back, you know, 80, 90 years. Uh, you know, there's just so much bad blood there. And that, you know, it's literally called the bloodlands with all the uh, killing that was done there during World War II. 
I mean, I think it's like more than half the world's casualties happen in that particular spot in terms of overall bloodshed. Just a, just a meat grinder. So this whole idea that uh, we have a lot of malevolence and we have had a lot of malevolent forces in our own government that don't, don't take no for an answer and, and don't have a... Uh, don't have any they don't have any dip diplomacy uh, chops whatsoever they don't understand the idea of diplomacy and, and just so we know the Ukrainians have been trying to pull our pull our uh, pull our legs the entire time uh, in that area in terms of you know getting assistance getting help antagonizing and threatening the and of course want to be a part of NATO they've they've wanted that and of course you know any any dictator worth his uh, salt is not going to let you park your uh, your uh, American military right on his front door. No, no more than we would allow the Chinese or the Russians to park their missiles on our front door, whether it be Cuba or Mexico or even Canada, for fuck's sake. So, you know, maybe we should uh, start thinking a little bit more strategically about how we should de-escalate this. But that's not what these people are about. And it's going to get us hurt severely. Plus, on top of that, we we can't afford this stuff. We can't. We can't fight this. War is hell. A war is destructive to everything you call a democracy. That's the reason why they want to control information so badly. Because they don't want anybody knowing the real truth about all this stuff. They don't want anybody uh, to start to do their own research and find out that uh, uh, the Bidens are uh, tied into a multiple... Uh, deals regarding our LNG, and they may be selling, selling, uh, selling us out both to Ukraine and China for fuck's sake at the same time. No telling. They certainly are trying to control a lot of our policy through this particular address. So I'm going to leave it there for now.